make a plan, find your person and get started. Don't wait till tomorrow. Now, N-O-W, now is the time to get started. D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E-B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Yo, what's good, Kickback family? I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode where we talked a little bit about everything. We're going to just get straight into it. I, I think this episode is somewhat special. It's special for me. I would say it's special for our whole squad, but we're going to start off temp check. How y'all doing this week? I'm doing fabulous just because it's a new day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, I went church on you all. I didn't have a song last week, but this week I do. It's, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Okay, I'm taking I'm taking it to the church, okay? I'm just grateful to be alive, grateful to be with you guys today on the podcast. Like E.B. said, we got something special for you guys, and I'm super excited about it. So I got nothing but gratitude on my heart today. And your hair looks so good. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. Well, my vibe is help by the Beatles. It says, help me if you can. I'm feeling down. You guys, today I might sound a little funny because I have a busted lip and a busted knee. Yesterday, I thought I was in the clear, but when I woke up this morning, even my husband had to take pause. And he's not, he's a quiet person, but he was speechless. I rolled over, he leaves work earlier than me, and he just looked at me quiet and long. I was like, what, what? Hopped out the bed, ran to the mirror, and the lip, I looked like a duck. Long story short, the moral is when you ride those electric scooters, you better keep both hands on because your girl, I didn't just fall off the scooter. I flipped, roll, and slid. When I tell y'all my top lit slid across the concrete. And then the worst part was the two homeless men across the street yelling, hey, miss, are you okay? Are you okay? When homeless people are worried about you, you know it ain't good. It was horrible. What had happened was I had like the little cell phone band on my forearm and I usually wear it higher than that, but I was just scooting and it slipped. So I was holding my phone with one hand. So I was already, you know, taking chances. But then my shades that I had on top of my head, they slipped. And I don't know what I was thinking. I was going maximum speed. I just, it was a reflex. I reached for my shades. Next thing I know, literally my body, you know how they're like, tuck and roll, grandma. My body flipped, rolled. It was like fast, slow motion. I remember feeling my lip drag across the concrete and then just hearing them being like, are you okay? The three friends in front of me had no clue what happened because they're just scooting. <laughs> and I was embarrassed. So I just got up quietly and put my mask on. And then in 10 minutes when we got to our destination, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to run to the bathroom really quick. I have allergies. I still didn't say I busted my butt, y'all, because I wanted to assess the situation myself before I shared. And it turns out I just had like this little scar above my lip where the skin came off. And, you know, my knee definitely went to the white meat and I'm injured. But surprisingly enough, I felt fine yesterday. So I thought it was all good. But this morning, it literally felt like I got hit by a truck. Couldn't do it. I had to sit one out and take one for the team. I told them, don't make me laugh on the podcast today because it hurts to laugh. When I stretch it, 
it hurts. They can see me. I don't know if they can kind of see the situation. Imagine that times three this morning. <laughs> what are y'all is not? <laughs> the way y'all are nodding. That's the look Doug was giving me this morning, and I can't. Okay. I was just gonna say your husband just hit you with the silence. He didn't even say, "Babe, you might need to go get a doctor's visit or something." He just hit you with the look. It's not bad. I can tell you're injured, but you don't look hideous. That's fine, because I will definitely be at work tomorrow with my mask and at lunch without my mask, because tomorrow is inauguration day, and I have to be with my people and feel y'all's energy. All that being said, that's my temp check. I appreciate your thoughts and prayers as I recover. EB, what about you? How are you feeling? After that story, I am feeling great. <laughs> That's terrible, Evie. <laughs> you know how some people, they I guess you could say, they find joy in the demise or in the, in pain, the, of other or the pain of other mm. people. It's not that. I am feeling great because of the little nugget that she dropped in this story about how the homeless man checked in on her. <laughs> For some people, not me, I don't feel this way about individuals who are, I don't even like calling them homeless after speaking to one of them one time and just literally... Some of them are residentially disadvantaged. They are not home. Okay. That's the term that they said to refer to And I walked away in my head. I'm like, you're still homeless, bro. But <laughs> I was like, it. I'm going to respect them being residentially disadvantaged because that's how he told me that he would prefer to be, I guess you could say, spoken to or spoken about. But to think about how people, no matter where they're at in life, their concern is someone else in that moment. It gives me somewhat of just that joy of where we're at in this world despite all the craziness and the chaos that each of us see daily, whether it be the pandemic, whether we see the terrorist attack that happened in D.C. and terrorist attack as those who invaded the Capitol, whatever you want to call it, insurrection, words that I never heard before. I'm just going to call them terrorists. But I, I would say that's how I'm feeling. Help! <laughs> <laughs> Easy, I got you. No, uh, I would say uh, my song is turned down for what? Because as Sabrina said, tomorrow is the inauguration. And boy, 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 if you know me, we talk about this often, especially when we at work. It's like sometimes it hurt when certain people lose their job because it's like, dang, how they going to manage? But this day today, your boy EB do not care about Donald J. Trump losing his job in the Oval Office. We need that lady singing, you about to lose. Oh, don't worry. I got a video to drop tomorrow. You can follow my Instagram, and I definitely got that lady singing. And I got Trump standing there getting ready to walk out the White House because his job is done and over with. Yeah, my song is turned down for what? And just enjoying the labors of hard work of the people who went out and voted back in November. Yes. For those of you who think that your vote don't matter, we have just seen one of the most unique, unprecedented transitions that we've ever experienced. I'm very excited. I'm kind of bummed that we won't actually see that interaction, Evie, of one president literally turning things over to the next because soon to be former President Trump said, I'm not going to be there. And that's actually fine. That helps. Yes. We'll do it. Because in my mind, I just remember how classy the Obamas were. And when he walked out of the limo and left the best behind him, they said, that's okay. <laughs> Obama was on the one side, <laughs> Michelle was on the other, and they helped Melania up the stairs. Yeah, he just walked out of the limo and had her seen that. But we can talk about all that later. I'm so excited about the person that Sharika got for us today. I literally just said on the last episode, I can't wait until we can invite somebody and actually have them on the podcast. And you guys, 
this is a treat. It's going to be a great week in many ways. And this is one of the reasons why we have Maggie Charles with us today. And we are going to be talking about financial literacy. Maggie has a passion for helping people reach their financial goals and beyond. Her degree in education and love for financial literacy allows her to dive into the emotional behavior and educational side of money. Maggie's mission is to empower her clients to better understand how to save money, eliminate debt, and build wealth so they can experience financial freedom. During Maggie's spare time, she enjoys being a financial peace university coordinator. And just a side note, all of us on the Kid Back have had the pleasure of being under her leadership with this. And it has helped me so much. Like it was a part of my husband and I's like marital counseling, honestly. <laughs> it was amazing. She knows firsthand what it means to live paycheck to paycheck while trying to navigate this journey we call life. Over six figures, y'all. Over six figures in debt. My God. Woo! And no light at the end of the tunnel until she learned how to change her financial destiny by applying financial literacy. She is now the owner of Charles Financial Solutions, and she is here with us. We're so blessed to have you, Maggie. We're so excited for all the wisdom and the knowledge you're going to share on the kickback today and how it's going to help those who tune in, but you know what it is. You know how we do things here. We got to start with a Tim check. How you feeling? Throw that in there for our girl Maggie, for sure. Thank you so much. I am very excited to be here. I made the cut. It's the new year. I Woo! am thrilled. Oh my gosh. And I get to be, you know, sitting here talking to some of my famous people. Favorite, favorite famous. You guys are famous to me in, <laughs> in your little ways. So I'm just excited to share my passion for financial literacy and my passion of just getting out of debt. Sabrina, thank you so much for the intro. Girl, that was amazing. I appreciate You're amazing. it. You're amazing. Oh, we love Maggie around here. And, you know, it's the new year. Everybody's doing their New Year's resolutions. Everybody's trying to get their mind right and hopefully your money and your wallet right. So that's why we were like, we had to have Maggie on. So Maggie, yes. will you tell us about yourself? So my name is Maggie Charles. Charles Financial Solutions is a company that I have. I am a financial coach. I am a money coach. I basically help you get out of debt. I help you build wealth. I help you grow your savings. I'm helping you trying to live your best life. That is my goal. So at the end of the day, that's the question you need to ask yourself. Am I truly living my best life? Is this the life that God intended me to live? And sometimes the biggest struggle is our finances. Are we doing what we need to do in order to live our best lives? I help people figure that out. That is a true blessing because there's so many of us out here, like Sabrina said, we needed this class, just us on the kickback. And there's so many people out here that aren't taught about their finances. They aren't taught about not living paycheck to paycheck. Like that's the thing that we do. So it's so important to really get into finances. And so I wanted to know what led to your passion for financial wellness and financial literacy. So I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and my mother's a single mother. And at one point she had five of us. And so just watching her go through the struggle of robbing Peter to pay Paul, living paycheck to paycheck, trying to pay bills, trying to make ends meet. The struggle was definitely real. And she tried her best, obviously, as a single parent, as a mom, to instill some of the 
values in terms of finances, but there was a lot of things missing. I had to learn a lot of hard lessons along the way. In college, I worked two or three jobs just to pay my way through school and also um, just to basically live. In 2008, I married the love of my life, Adley Charles, and life got real. Life got real, real fast. You know how uh, when you stand at the altar and you're doing your vows and it's that whole death to you apart part? Well, that came a little bit too quick for us. And we almost made the death. Probably less than two months after we got married, Adley had landed sick in the hospital and almost lost his life. Later mm -hmm. on, he got diagnosed with lupus and we're so beyond that now. God is good. And we just thank him for just, you know, his healing power. But mm -hmm. in the middle of that storm, that struggle, we really had to learn how to survive when it came to our finances because once, you know, his 10 day stay at the hospital was over, then the bills started rolling in. And mm -hmm. then it, it felt like everybody in the grandmother was sending us a bill, the cardiologist, the anesthesiologist, the rheumatologist, and those bills kept coming. And then when we got the itemized bill, it was like a hundred thousand dollars. I wow. was like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken <laughs> us? What in the world is going on? And even though we had uh, health insurance, health insurance don't pay a hundred percent of that. I mean, mm -hmm. really like this is, and this was where we were. And so then it was just like, okay, we just got married. I just moved to a new state. I didn't know anybody. And now, you know, we're living in a, a town where people are miles away and now we got to struggle. Like we got to, you know, figure out our finances and different things like that. Then, you know, nine months later, I got pregnant, had Christian 18 months after that, I had Josiah and it was just like life just keep happening and, you know, one step in front of the other, some of these poor decisions that we were making along the way, because we thought that we were making sound decisions, dug us in a deeper hole. And so I, I do understand the struggle, but I also know that just watching my mom struggle, I know that, you know, things could be better if we just had the knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, people say that knowledge is power. I believe the application of knowledge is power. Mm, and so you got to be able to apply the stuff because we have a lot of knowledgeable people out here, but are they actually applying, you know, mm. like I can, you know, financial peace. Have you applied it to your life? Is it working for you? That's really where my passion came from. It was just the struggle. And my goal is to make sure, and I will sing it to the mountaintops to make sure that nobody else has to struggle if I can give one piece of advice to somebody to help them minimize the struggle, I will definitely do that. Amen. Pretty clear why financial mindedness became important to you. But if you were speaking to someone else and they were like, well, I can just make it work. I'm just kind of floating along. What would you say to them? So when we, when we really talk about mindset, right, we have to look at two different things. So you look at like your fixed mindset and your growth mindset. So the goal is that everybody has what is called the growth mindset, right? is the ability to take a bad situation and turn it into a better one. We're not going to dwell on the past. We're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, I'm always going to live paycheck to paycheck. Um, this is always going to be me. You know, like this is my destiny. No, you're going to find ways to change the pattern. You're going to find ways to dig yourself out of the hole. And so for me, when it, when it comes to, uh, to basically money, you got to think about it like money really isn't the issue, right? It's more so the behavior of money. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to mindset, even when I'm coaching, I really take probably like a good month and we really dig deep into like the mindset of money, where our mind is and why, what is the why behind it? Why, you know, are these habits still continuing? Why haven't I cut this habit already? Whether it's living paycheck to paycheck, maybe it's a financial issue and we need to 
find a better job. Or maybe it's poor financial habits where you need to just cut the fluff. All this extra stuff that we have, maybe it's that extra coffee or two, or maybe it's Netflix, or maybe it's cable, whatever that is. But we have to begin to change the habits. Um, and in order to do that, you basically have to think about what your goals are. So you got to think about when it comes to your finances, that's basically, you know, your principles, where your principles lie, mm. where your goals lie, where your passion lies. So you really have to take, take a step back, take some interest into where is my money actually going? And so when it comes to the mindset, that's why it's just so important. But in order to do that, you have to be able to say, I can do better. It's okay that I made a mistake. How can I learn from this mistake? Those are such great points. And I love that you went there because last week on the podcast, we actually briefly talked about a growth versus a fixed mindset. Growing up and then kind of like, not kind of, I mean, we think we lived at the poverty line. So sometimes I tell myself, Sabrina, you have to break free of this poor mindset. Because right. I'm thinking, mm. well, I know what I saw before and I'm one step above and that's just where I need to be. I'm just at a place where I never have to worry about my lights or, you know, heat or anything. So I'm good. And it's like, no, your goals, you can go somewhere else further. Mm, further so thank you for encouraging me and our listeners like hey have a growth mindset think big right I mean how many times will you really think about it when you hear people say oh I'm not worried about retirement right now retirement's so far away oh I'm mm. just trying to pay this bill and it's like we need to broaden the way that we think about things God has required and has given us so much more but we're just putting him in this little box so you know, shame on you if you're not thinking above and beyond and having those mm -hmm. big goals and big dreams. That's the life that God intended us to have. And when you really think about it as well is that when we begin to have the fixed mindset in terms of living paycheck to paycheck and doing different things like that, how are we really fulfilling God's purpose for us in terms mm -hmm. of giving and doing things like that? I can't give you money that I don't have. Okay. When I do, I'm broke. So <laughs> now I need to ask you for money. Exactly. So just find out your why. What's the, what's the why behind it? What's your purpose? And everything else will fall into place. You know, you always hear the term baby says, but I tell you like progress, one foot in front of the other. You are just really dropping some knowledge and keeping it real because yeah. shame on you. Yes. She hit us with the shame on you because we need to be doing better and we could be doing better and we should be doing better. When do you think is a good time or age that you should begin good financial habits? Two-part question. Also, <laughs> how should you introduce this behavior to your children? Okay. Personal story. Got my first government job where I was getting a weekly paycheck when I was 14 years old. And um, like I said, but before my mom was a single mom. And so it was five of, us, five of us at one point living in a household. And my mother would literally stand there once a month and line us all up and we would each get a bill that we would have to pay. Wow. And so my bill was always a gas bill, which I love because in the summertime, we weren't spending a lot of heat. So it was usually <laughs> around $23, which was perfect because my check was $75 a week. So she not only lined us up and passed all the bills, it was your responsibility to buy the stamp, to address the envelope, and to go get the money order. Wow. Now, first of all, my little $75 check, I had to learn what taxes were. I was in shock when I first learned about what I'm like, who are they? And this was like state and federal tax. I was like, what in the world? We, I started out with 75. Now we're going down to the sixties and the fifties. And you want to take $23. That's half my check. Like sis, seriously. <laughs> and then I had to go get a money orders. Money orders were 25 cents back then. Okay. 25 cents. 
Okay, that was a bag of potato chips. Hello. <laughs> and you said the stamp. And the stamp. <laughs> so needless to say, I was just like, wow. But that, you know, that was that little nugget because my mother always taught us, like, you never paid your bills late. Mm. And we knew that bill would not be mailed off. Like, once you got your money, you knew you had to go everybody separately. It wasn't even like, mom, I'll just give you the $25. She wouldn't even take it from you. Mm. It was like, it was your responsibility. That was her teaching us responsibility in terms of how we paid our bills. But in any case, so 14 years old, for me, that wasn't even early enough. Mm. If you have young children at home, they have allowances, you're giving them money. If a child can stand in front of you and they can put their hand down and say, give me a dollar, then they're old enough to learn about finances. And we know that starts around age three, two <laughs> years old. They're running around trying to click, clack, change and everything else. There are so many different um, curriculums, like free curriculums, like things that you mm-hmm. even have to pay for out there, such as like Khan Academy, Choose FI. That's really good that I do with my boys and that I recommend. And if you don't know what FI means, it means financial independence. And we can talk about that a little bit later at another time, but that's the whole separate beast within itself. I would say realistically, um, and the Choose FI curriculum start at age preschool. So that's three years old. So you Mm. have three-year-olds learning about money, finances. We're taught to give, spend, and so forth. So I would say around three. If they're old enough to do a chore around the house, then you're old enough to pay them. And so even with my kids, my kids have um, chores that they do, and then they have things that they do for commission. So things such as, you know, cleaning their rooms and different things. If they clean their room in their bathroom, I don't pay them to do that. That's your room. I don't sleep in there. Your laundry, I don't fold that. But if it's additional things, clean up the kitchen, common space, different things like that, then they do get paid. Um, and then we teach them, you know, how to be financially aware. And we talk about like goals, what do you want to save up for and different things like that. I love that. I love that. If you can ask for money, it's time for you to learn about money, okay? Because okay. these little ones, do we know about that money? And they be sure we'll ask their mom and daddy and not just them random strangers too. Mm-hmm. Can I go buy this? Can I get the money from you? Excuse me. You're right. They be bold with it. So you're right. They need to know. If you can ask for it, you need to know how to budget it, spend it, and all the things. And I love that you said give it because we need to be teaching our children how to give back. And I love that. Absolutely. So my question for you, Maggie, is from your experience, what are some of the greatest pitfalls that people should be mindful of when they are trying to be fiscally responsible or in a better financial place like what are some common things that happen that you like up oh, watch out for that one biggest thing is simple not using cash there is something divine about having cash money in your hand and it just leaving mm-hmm. and you actually seeing where it actually goes we live unfortunately in a society where everything is just too microwavable everything's fast and mm-hmm. so we can swipe here and swipe there the day that amazon decided to do the one click checkout they made billions of dollars because of the fact that all you had to do was press one button and then to make it even more special whatever you needed was at your door in less than 24 hours when you think about you know our parents or whatever the case may be who actually utilized cash they were more financially aware than we were because mm-hmm. they had to actually balance their checkbooks and they had to calculate and do you know different things like that so you know i, I would also assume that you know we we're not worried about you know their bank accounts bouncing checks bouncing or or going into insufficient funds like we are today because we're so much in the habit of just swiping here and there. So I would say cash. Cash is a a big thing. 
not knowing where your money's going. And so people are just not aware of the amount of money that they're spending on a regular basis, basically. One activity I actually love doing with my clients and I have to prepare them in their mindset too, is like, okay, whatever happens, we've done it in the past. So right now we're in the future. And in order to continue forward in the future, we do have to look back into the past. So pick your best month out of the year. And then we're going to go through that month and we're going to allocate everything. We're going to go line by line, how much money we spent on food, how much money was rent, how much money we spent on entertainment, different things like that. Let's find out where your money's going because you're saying that, you know, you have money, but at the end of the month, you don't have any left. I dare anybody to do that. I did that one time and I had one person who in one month spent $600 on fast food. And and it's just not aware because, you know, you're just swiping here and you're swiping Mm -hmm. there you know, you're trying to eat. So that's where I introduced, you know, meal planning. (laughs) Why aren't we planning, you know, some of our meals, you know, a good meal is like 10 to $12 times that by five days a week or even three days a week. That actually, you know, adds up to a lot. Another thing would be uh, living like the Joneses, right? So unfortunately, you know, the great world of social media, whatever the case may be, people put their lives on basically show for everyone to see. And, you know, for some of us, we know that stuff ain't real. But for others, it's just like, I want to be like X, Y, and Z. So let's change that mentality. Like you don't have to be like the Joneses. Because the truth is the Joneses are broke. So that new car they're driving, their brand new home, they are dead broke. They're uh, knee deep in debt. So you don't have to worry about them. Say another one. actually got the money and you don't. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Another one would be like, if you're married, you got to get on the same page with your spouse. And we all have, you know, the spouse that's a spender and the spouse that's a giver, but there has to be some neutral ground. I've had people that I've worked with who um, one spouse wasn't aware that the other spouse was spending so much money on the credit card. And then when I do the whole, well, let's pull your credit and see what's on it. And we're we just discovering a lot of things right now. So now we're going to probably need counseling and some additional services because we're just not on the same page and we're not aware of what's going on. Learning how to say no. The three of you don't have a problem with that, but some of your, your listening <laughs> audience might. Sharika just literally raised her I little raised feet. my hand because uh, I'm no uh, two church fingers. We <laughs> <laughs> have a little trouble saying no sometimes. My husband, on the other hand, don't. And that's why God put us together because I'm learning. Exactly, exactly. So learning, you know, learning how to say no, living in the world of entitlement, thinking that people owe you something. Um, so all those things are, are basically, you know, contributors to um, you not being uh, responsible when it comes to your, you know, financial awareness, not being aware of your, your credit card rates, and how much you're spending, eating out too much. So, you know, things add up um, little by little, but, you know, this is all part of what we call life. And mm-hmm. so we just need to find a way to do life just a little bit differently. Definitely. So some of what I've heard, just to make sure, is just like sometimes spending cash is more effective because you're just not sitting here swiping crazy, being financially aware of your own circumstances, whether it be the credit card you have, the APR on it, or the interest rate on it, and just mm-hmm. knowing what you're doing, how easily a person can, in a matter of two or three days, I know when you talked about just the person you dealt with who spent over 600 in fast food and Sabrina eyes had like just lit up like, what the heck? How do you do that? But I can just tell you, like for a person, you just think about two or three door dashes a week. 
Mm. Those things go from thirty to forty dollars easily. Sometimes fifty or sixty, depending on the trip, depending on the delivery fee, depending on the taxes, depending on the tip that you're giving that DoorDash mm. or that Uber. Each person, and before you know it, you spent anywhere between fifty to hundred dollars on mm. two meals, or even mm-hmm. two or three meals, depending on how you operate. So I can definitely, definitely understand that. And then just like you said, just being financially aware. And I think the the part that got me even from earlier in the conversation is that. Knowledge is not power. Application of mm, knowledge mm. is power. And that's definitely so far my takeaway. Yes, that application, it was everything because you can have the knowledge, but if you ain't putting it into use, what's the point? Right. Maggie, you have been giving us so many good tips, tricks, and just opening our minds up to the fact that this is within our reach and we can actually do this. We just got to actually do this. We have to apply ourselves to a lot of these principles and things that you're teaching us today. And that's what I'm referring to to just for myself, just being like a money coach or just even having like an accountability partner. Like you have Mm -hmm. to have somebody who's keeping you accountable when it comes to, you know, the finances, whether it's a money coach, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a Mm -hmm. financial planner. But, you know, in life period, we cannot do this journey alone. And mm. I think for some people, especially when it comes to your finances, you know, whether it's shame, embarrassment or whatever the case may be, that'll stop you from basically, you know, doing your best, reaching the pinnacle of your potential, because, you know, a lot of people just suffer alone. There's help mm. out there and there's people out there who want to help you. So I encourage everybody to just, you know, find your person. You don't have to do this alone. Like, you can reach out to people and let's get rid of the shame and the stigma of whatever, you know, cause that ain't going to help you. What, what's the homeless word? Evie? What's the phrase? We don't want to see you. Residentially disadvantaged. We don't want to see you residentially disadvantaged. You know, let's reach out to people early. Let's not make it taboo. Let's make it a, about health and, you know, and wealth. And that's not a bad word. It's, it's good. No, and most definitely. And when you think about wealth too, because there's a difference between being wealthy and being rich, you know, Mm -hmm. so wealth is, wealth is basically that money you make when you're sleeping, right? So that money you're investing in your 401ks and it's just making money while you're just Mm -hmm. catching your Z's. Being Mm -hmm. rich is something that you have to work hard for on a daily basis. And so if you stop working, then your income has stopped where Mm -hmm. wealth is different. So that's, you know, you accumulating wealth is something that, you know, you can leave to your children. That's that legacy. And that's Mm. beyond, that's beyond finances. That's beyond money. What would you tell somebody who's like, I think I need to get a hold of my finances, or I I think I need to make a change. Uh, The first step is create a plan, right? The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, right? You need to set it, put it on paper, right? It needs to be concrete, Set in stone. We can't just be talking about it. It's too much lip service. I want you tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow then came and left and came back again. And so I recommend you just write it down, create that plan, really think about um, how are you going to change your money story? What does that look like for you? You know, set some realistic goals, whether it's short-term or long-term goal. You know, if you trying to eliminate debt, before we even eliminate debt, let's talk about an emergency fund because we know emergencies are going to happen. So I remember when we all did financial peace, we talked about like the whole thousand dollar emergency fund or whatever case may be. Realistically speaking, I don't coach my clients to do the thousand dollars. Here's the reason why COVID done hit Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. 
And realistically, $1,000 is not going to get you by on one month mm, or whatever. So let's try to save a month's worth of expenses instead of mm -hmm. just $1,000. Mm -hmm. If we can save that, then we can move forward to whatever next step is in your plan. And mm -hmm. so really trying to create some type of cushion because we know emergencies going to happen, whether mm -hmm. it's your child being sick, whether the car breaks down, whether you need to pay your rent. Life is going to happen, but we need to be prepared. You know, definitely recommend setting some goals down, long-term, short-term goals. You know, begin to identify where your money's going. Like I said before, you might need to cut, cut the fluff, the gym memberships and all the, the extra foo-foo things, you know, um, that's mm -hmm. in your budget. And for some people, you know, even the word budget gives them anxiety. And so mm -hmm. we can say your spending plan. So we'll look <laughs> at your spending plan and see how that's going for you. Live on less than you make. Let's just work on, you know, little steps, baby steps. In certain cultures, they're actually taught to save 30 to 40% of their income. Mm -hmm. So some people, especially here in the U.S. or whatever case may be, we always wonder why certain cultures can come to the United States and they can thrive, right? They can mm -hmm. thrive because their mindset culturally this is what the entire country, this is what the entire nation is taught. You need to save 30 to 40% of your income. Where here as American, we are taught as Americans to save 10% of our income, 15% for retirement, and so forth. 10 to 15% mm. realistically isn't as much as obviously 30 to 40%. So when you're mm -hmm. talking about um, living on less than you make, how can you really minimize your expenses so that you can maximize, you know, in the future. So I do have my famous quote that I always say, you know, a sacrifice today is an investment for tomorrow. So okay. what are you willing to give up today? Mm. What can you cut out of your, you know, budget today that'll help you have a greater impact, a greater investment for tomorrow? But number one thing, you know, make a plan, find your person and get started. Don't wait yes. till tomorrow. Now, N-O-W, now is the time to get started. Now is the time. Is there anything else you want to share with us that we need to know? I just want to emphasize the fact that when it comes to our finances, we can be and do so much more. Um, mm. And God has required us. The Bible says too much is given, much is required. God mm. has required us to do so much more. And yes, we all make mistakes. And so some of those mistakes are hindering us from being a bigger blessing. Mm. But there is still time. So like I said before, do it now. Do it now. I think Maggie definitely killed it and gave us um, a plethora of information. Definitely might have to bring her back later on to see what people at mid-year with their finances. And you guys are getting this first month of the year. So you definitely have somebody who you can connect with. And she gave us a lot of gems for the mm -hmm. free. You can apply to your spending plan, your financial habits, or anything along those lines. So as we get ready to wrap up, Maggie, can you tell the people where to find you? Sure. Um, my website, charlesfinancialsolutions.com. You can always email me as well at charlesfinancialsolutions at gmail.com. And my number is actually on the website as well. So you can contact me anyway. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm definitely out there. If you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who needs help, definitely uh, for that information, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, that would be great. And if you got your finances in order, you know somebody that don't, why don't you gift them a consult? Is that what you call it, Miss Professional? I just, okay, <laughs> give somebody a consult with Maggie. You might, listen, we need to do better for ourselves, but also we need to help others out. So like she said, if you're hearing this, 
share this with a friend. Let's be a blessing out here. I took away so much from what you were saying, Maggie, but also like the, the fact that God requires this from us. Like it, this ain't a suggestion. It's a requirement. Okay, Lord, I got to get myself in order. And we need to be our brother and sisters keepers and, and help each other out. Be that listening ear to somebody. Be that person with no judgment when somebody says, I need help with my finances. Like be that, be that friend. So I, I really and thoroughly enjoyed all and that wanna, you shared with us. I want to also add one thing too, is even when it comes to like financial peace or whatever case may be, it's beyond just, you know, money and finances. When we begin mm. to think about like legacy, we're talking about like retirement. We're talking about, um, you know, that blessing that the Bible talks mm. about to our children's children and so forth. We're talking about life insurance, like it's beyond just your money. Mm. Like how are you covered and well-rounded um, overall? So I do have referral partners. So if you need help with different things like that, you know, I touch base when it comes to like credit scores and different things like that. But if you're like in some really deep, deep down shape and you need, you know, stuff turned around a little bit more quickly, I can refer you to people to help you with that. And so, and all that stuff is um, on a fiduciary uh, basis. So basically means that it's all basically in your best interest. I'm not getting kickbacks or whatever from mm -hmm. who, you know, from whoever I refer you to, but I just want people to think about when it comes to financial peace, peace that God provides, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Think about that peace. Yeah. And I think also that I think about your health as well, because I know some people that struggle with when your finances aren't right, you, you're just not right. Your whole mental health ain't right. That starts to turn into your physical health. And it's finances touch so many areas of our lives. And I just think it's so important that we get this together because it's not just like, okay, my money ain't right. No, your money ain't right. That means your mental space ain't right. That means that starts to lead into your physical, you know, being, you know, it, it affects so much. So mm -hmm. money fights and marriages, 50% of it is all financial. Yeah. And then what you said that, you know, some people might need to have to get some help counseling because we're not even being honest with our spouses when it comes to the finances. The conversation is so important because I think we haven't been taught to talk about it so much and it affects so, so many different things in our lives. And one of the things I love about Maggie, Maggie just keeps it real. Like it just is what it is and no judgment, all love, definitely, but it is what it is. And we need that when it comes to our finances, there's no tiptoeing. We, we just need somebody to give it to us straight with mm -hmm. love, with facts, with Bible verses, all the things come through, Maggie. We love you. Thank you. So we're going to wrap it up because listen, y'all got a lot to chew on tonight or today or whenever you listen to this episode, you have to rewind, you have to play it back. You have to be like, come here, friend, come here, husband, come here, wife. We got to listen to this. Maggie then gave us a lot to chew on. So EB, do you have a we recommend? Of course I have a we recommend. My we recommend for this week is to connect with Maggie. Okay. Holla at her Instagram or holla at the website and she will get you straight. I can guarantee you that some people go to Dave Ramsey. I go to Maggie Charles. I so love it. So what you got for the people? Remember to always scoot with two hands. 
for that's the one because there are so many great tidbits that I want to chime in on this episode and the lip just couldn't it couldn't do it it, I was prevented okay the two is connect also with hello fresh you want to talk about you know having the growth mindset and doing bigger and greater things I just learned hello fresh just kind of started out around 2011 and now this is the largest meal kit provider in the United States. Now my husband and I don't check into it as a daily thing in our life but we've been gifted it and HelloFresh even gave us a free kit in the beginning because they were like hey try us out. Every meal has been delicious. Every meal has been something that we have been able to do again without the ingredients they gave us. If you have a small household or just two or one like us, you might run into the problem of wasting a lot of food because you can't eat it fast enough. So I love that about HelloFresh. I also love that if you don't want to get a box every week, you can get a box once every three months, like you can set the timeline. They're doing a really great promotion right now, 10 free meals for first timers. So if you've never tried it, try it out, you know, tune in with your budget to see if it's something you can do that I don't think you'll regret it. If none of you have tried HelloFresh, try it out. It's really good. Sharika, what do you have for us today? Okay. So friends, my recommendation for you all, it almost went in line with Sabrina, what Sabrina said with HelloFresh and with what Maggie was saying. I was going to recommend that you guys meal prep. I have been on it since the new year and it does help with the budgeting. So me and my husband, we have a little budget. We're going to spend XYZ and we're also trying to be healthy in the new year. We're trying to I say get my sexy back. I don't know if I had the sexy, but I'm trying to get there. Okay. So I've been working on this meal prepping. I've been working on, you know, just trying to plan out what I'm going to eat. And that's also helped with the finances. So I'm recommending the meal prep situation. And I don't know about HelloFresh, but the name to me sounds like it's something good and healthy. So listen, HelloFresh and get this meal plan all in order. So that was going to be my recommendation for you guys. Get into the meal plan. Just try it for one week and see what it saves. You look at the week where you didn't meal prep and see what you spent. And then look at the week that you did meal prep and see what you spent. And then also see, see what the scale says if you're feeling bold and froggy. Okay. These are my recommendations for you guys this week. And we're going to leave the last recommendation up to our guest, our lovely esteemed financial coach and guru, Maggie Charles. Maggie, do you have a recommendation for us? I have two recommendations. I'm going to jump on the meal prepping. Walmart pickup, you guys, ever since COVID started has been my lifesaver. Personally, this is what I do in my house when it comes to uh, shopping for groceries. I'll go in my freezer, my pantry. I'll make up the meals that we're going to eat for that week. Mm. I'll write it down, have a little schedule, whatever the case may be. Then I go see what ingredients I already have. So I base whatever meals we're going to eat for the week are based on the ingredients we already have in the house first. Mm-hmm. First thing in, first thing out. Okay. And then I go on my little handy Walmart, thank you Lord for Walmart app, and I just add in all my groceries. And I can even add in things like laundry detergent and toothpaste and all that other extra stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I put a time for me to go pick it up and I can pick it up the next day. And it's all for free, COVID free, no contact. I just put my little trunk up, they come by and they put all the groceries in my car for me. And I just drive away seamless. I don't even have to take the kids with me. I have to worry about going up and down every single aisle. Nobody's asking me for candy, extra sugary cereal. It's <laughs> the best. Get the Walmart app. If you're sleeping on Walmart, do not wake up, get the app. Number two, there's a book called Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. If you have not read that book and you're in a place where you really want to think about your wealth in the future beyond your everyday, I definitely recommend that you read that book. I'll be trying to get on the grocery pickup, but, you know, somebody who I live with, like being inside of the stove, touching her produce (laughs) and her vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't trust nobody else so we haven't had that luxury i had the luxury myself once and i did yeah. another service i'm not gonna mention them now um, because mm. i might recommend it in the future but gotcha. that just didn't it don't be working out i want to get there i want to get there one of these days and let me tell you about walmart so if they for example if i order strawberries then they're not to my liking and sometimes it may be it's one or two strawberries that goes bad you know sometimes at the bottom of the carton or whatever and it doesn't happen very often you can go back to the app and says that it wasn't good or, you know, it wasn't fresh or it was bad and they will refund your money. Am I going back to Walmart? No, sir. No, ma'am. <laughs> they will refund your money and you get to keep the other 30 strawberries. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. That's awesome. giving y'all tidbits of how you can save money and shout out to you scammers who probably listening right now. And now y'all going to try to come up. Off of what Maggie just I'm not trying said. to say you steal from Walmart, but I'm no, just saying. I know you're not saying quality. that. I'm just saying I know what the people going to do. <laughs> I just know the people. I know some of our listeners. So last week, basically told y'all that whoever was one of the first ones to kind of listen all the way through and then message us on the kickback, we will be making sure that you get you a Starbucks gift card from the squad. And shout out to one of my favorite people, my little homie, Real D, my Congolese queen, um, I'm not going to tell y'all where she's from because I don't want y'all trying to stalk her or where she at, but she's just somewhere on the East Coast. I'll just say that much. Congratulations, homie. You were the first one to hit us up. You can just message us or we'll be messaging you about your address and we'll be sure that you get a Starbucks gift card on behalf of the kickback. It pays to listen. And as always, you know, usually I will say if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. But today, I'm just going to switch it up because as I told y'all how Maggie is one of my top people, I'm going to finish off with what she told us earlier today, that knowledge is not power. The application of knowledge is power. So apply these things that she shared with each of us today and make sure that you have a great one.